be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording totally not the same day, just coming to you later from Glory Hole Studios <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> this Shh. the man behind the curtain. Oh God, you've totally ruined it for everyone. Well, I've ruined now it for that everyone you've, years now that ago. you've told them about our production secrets of recording the <laughs> exact same fucking day as before. <laughs> this is totally not totes not the same day, yo. <laughs> but this is God, cognitive dissonance. It's fucking twelve thirty in the morning. <laughs> it is. I'm so tired. I'm. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just here's here's the nice thing though. Yeah, when we're done, at least you get to drive back. Home. Yeah, I get to go home. Yeah, yeah, it's only like an hour. Here's so. the thing though, you will probably get more and better sleep because I will go upstairs and sleep next to a baby uh-huh. that will wake up approximately 150 times between now and seven. You in the just got to start shaking him to sleep. Well, no, I what I do is I works. neglect him. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, my neglecting him. Is, that's my. That's method. another yeah. option. You yeah. know what you can do is just put pillows really firmly yep. against them. I was, and they're <sighs> quiet for a real long, all the time. <laughs> I was gonna say you could get some uh, some earplugs in one of those things, but I guess if you pile enough pillows on him, you won't right. even hear. Right, you so. can't even hear. Yeah, anything. you can't even hear. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's they like, squirm, but only for yeah, a few minutes. It's like and then... it's like magic. The baby's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, before we start, did I tell you the story about what happened in our town this week? Happened yesterday in our town with the uh, the relics that came no, to town? you didn't mention it. So uh, here in town, we have a uh, pretty sizable Catholic church, just right down the street, sure. like right off the main street yeah, yeah. down here. Um, and they had the relics, like the fucking relics were on tour. <laughs> like they had Sure, the fucking, yeah, they fucking relic. put them in the Pope Mobile and send them all over the United States. So they had the relics of St. Mary uh, Maria Goretti. Came to came to Plainfield. They had big fucking signs like "Come see the fucking relics." So what they are is wax encased bones of an eleven year old girl hmm. who died in eighteen ninety. Eighteen ninety, huh? Now she is the patron saint of chastity and forgiveness. Okay. And here's the story. And tell me if this isn't fucking appalling to be the patron saint of chastity. She was a poor eleven year old girl mm-hmm. whose family was kicked out of their home. Sure. Moved uh, in with another family. Okay. She wasn't able to attend school because okay. she was she had to like supervise the other children. The fucking father died. They were dirt fucking poor. Sounds a little Dickensian so far, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so then the the twenty year old boy who lived on the property. All right, I yeah. shouldn't say boy. Twenty year old sure. man was right? his name Slingblade. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that chastity. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that chastity. <laughs> oh no! So he tries to rape this little oh, this little girl, this 11 sure. year old girl. Okay. Failing that, he strangles her. Okay. And then stabs her 14 times with an awl. Okay. She doesn't die right away. Not Instead, an owl. An owl. An, yeah, and an owl is it's harder. It's to harder do. to yeah. stab. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. But you you really gotta want it. Yeah. The owl. No, absolutely. The yeah. But sometimes if the owl wants it, <laughs> then you just do it. Then, then it's just, like, just yeah. like yeah, whatever. In for sure. a penny, yeah. in for a pound. It'll right? cut you and then also That's deliver a, something I mean, from Hogwarts at the same time. Stab him yeah. with the talons. Yeah. You know? Fucking. So so then she dies later from the infection. That sounds horrible. Right. Yeah. Just no, like, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's old timey too. Right? 1890s. I, know, right? I mean, right like, out of it. Yeah. It's like, I would like a not the infection. It's like <laughs> all of my body is all of the pain. Oh, I'm sorry. She's going to go. She's got the pus. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the stabbies. <laughs> the stabbies. Oh, no. She's got a bad case of the <laughs> punctured body. Oh, no. But before she dies, uh-huh. she forgives her attacker. Okay, right? Who then later uh, gets out of prison and becomes a friar or something for sure. the church? Like yeah. he becomes a a church person. I don't know oh, what kind. That's great. So then they can- so, so then they canonize her. They sure. dig her fucking bones up, cover yeah. them in wax, uh-huh. and because she had the good grace to die before being raped, yeah. to be penetrated by the all before she was penetrated by. The perpetrator. Sure. She becomes the patron saint of chastity. It's a, it's really a feel-good story. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the patron saint of forgiveness. Okay. Right? Because, sure. like, of all the people worthy of forgiveness, right. 
child raping murderers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who then go on, no shit, to work for the church. <laughs> well, the good, Are you thing, kidding? the good thing is, though, with that, is that you're sort of, you know, it's it's like killing her was like undergrad. <laughs> shit. Doing your post-grad work. Right. In the church in later the church. on. Right. That's where it's at. You know, it's, it's like a gang initiation. Sure. Like, and then when they send you down to South America, that's your postdoc. That's stuff. that's it. Right. You know? right. That's like that's when yeah. you know you've hit it. Sure. Now that's the. That's well, yeah, the you got time. tenure. They can't kick they can't you out. Really you know what I mean? You're fucking you fuck whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's, yeah. Anything. Grab office, little kids by their hair. hair. <laughs> follow them around. Yeah, that's weird. And people thronged. They sure. thronged by the hundreds. That's so like, weird. That first, the relics relic thing is shit so is weird. weird as fuck. That's weird as fuck. That's that is witchcraft, and <laughs> that's fucking witchcraft. You're fucking worshiping the bones of a dead human. Right. Weird as shit. Um, but you know that's whatever. You know it's just weird. It's just fucking super weird. And the traveling bones, like let's put the bones on tour. Sure. Maybe somebody needs to. Maybe this will inspire young girls. To be murdered instead of raped, and then to forgive when they're dying of fucking infected wounds. I mean, what is the what is the takeaway here? The takeaway is so unspeakably awful. Sure, it, it's I, and but they fucking thronged, and I honestly can you can you see though? I mean, I, I'm gonna try yeah, to play yeah, a little devil's uh-huh. advocate. Can you see though from their point of view that um that this person is someone? Who should be emulated for their forgiveness in that situation because something so horrible happened to them. And even in the face of something so unbelievably awful, this person found it within their you know, heart and soul to forgive someone of this heinous, heinous act that is completely unforgivable. But they were the ones who who did it. Yeah, well, but here's here. Yes. So I, they so it's someone to be emulated is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, I hear that, and I and I post I posted something on my Facebook, and a couple of people chimed in and said, "Oh, forgiveness isn't for the, you know, the person forgiven; it's for the forgiver." You yeah, know, absolutely. To, to yeah, release, no, it's, it's you know, it, the it's, because it's, it's hate. I mean, you know, you want to let go of hate if you can, because it's just going to eat you up on the inside, right? So why not let go of it? Yeah, I guess. But here's the problem that I have with that. Okay, I have a couple of I have a couple of problems sure. with that. I'm not convinced that forgiveness is a blanket moral good. I'm not sure that. Um, I'm not sure I buy that. I, 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 it seems to me that that you can live in a space that is between forgiveness and hatred. That those that those that there's a continuum there with hatred on one side of the scale and forgiveness, real forgiveness, where I genuinely don't harbor any ill will toward the person who, you know, let's say let's say hypothetically somebody were to murder my son. I can't imagine an ethical stance that that compels me to forgive that person. It, and if it's I a moral good, I would have to be compelled to do what's moral. See, the thing I I, I don't th- I don't know that it's a moral good. I think it's a good for your own sanity. I think it's a good for your own being able to move past this particular thing. I don't know that that's moral because it's not between. It's not a thing that you're doing. So that you are good, it's a thing that you're doing for your own good. Does that you know what, you yeah, know what I, I mean? I, I I hear that I hear what you're saying, and I think that's the best way that distinction's ever been described to me. But I still feel like there has to be space that you can live in that is not forgiveness, but is not hatred either. That sure. is that's, that's, ambivalence. That, that, yeah. that is that's ambivalence with still a little bit of. You know, fuck that guy. Sure. You know, it doesn't eat me up. It doesn't keep me up at night. But. But I don't know, man, like and I also think that if if I really internalize this, this, uh, this kind of this, I don't want to say ethic because I think you're right that maybe it's not an ethic. It's not a moral stance. But if I really internalize this lesson that it is my Christian duty to forgive or it is. I don't like that. Right. I don't like that. If if I internalize that and somebody commits a heinous act and wrongs me and takes away someone I love and then I can't forgive. Yeah. Now I have the guilt. You now you're for now not you're doing forgiving. a bad thing. Right. Yeah, now you're doing a bad thing. But you know? al- but also, I mean, again, I'm going to play advocate yeah. here. You're being human. It's going above and beyond to not be human and to forgive. That's why she was. That's why I would imagine they would say she's a saint is because she did something that is extra human. That is. You know, it's it's beyond what a normal human could do. 
which is why she's a saint. Does that make sense? It 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 does. I mean, it, only in it, yeah. a in a weird sort of backward, yeah, no, I two thousand year old religion <laughs> right, way, right? But but I'm not again. Like I I guess I just I struggle with the idea that that forgiveness is always appropriate. Yeah, I I don't know that it is either. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm in the same boat. If I if someone were to do something horrible to someone I love, my first thought would be revenge. And I know that that's a terrible thing to think. Right. It's a terrible thing to think. Um. And it's also a terrible, like we were talking about in the last podcast, talking about the death penalty and fucking revenge and how that's a terrible idea in a way to legislate. But as a person, first thing I think would be like, okay, somebody just, you know, killed your wife and they're being held, uh, you know, and they're being, you know, then, you know. Uh, yeah, you want to destroy them. I would figure out a way to get a thing in there to kill them. I'd be like, I can get in the courtroom and kill him. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll sure. I'll fucking make a prison shank. Like right. I'll figure that shit out. You know, I'm an in, I'm ingenious. You know what I mean? Like I'll figure that out. Can you imagine? I mean, and I, and I ask you this truly and genuinely. Can you imagine if somebody took someone from you that you loved through violence? Yeah. Can you imagine truly ever forgiving them? There's in, a, in, videos. A, in the honest sense of the word, where you're just like. <laughs> oh. What else, dude? We're totes cool now, bro. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. I can't. At the very, I think at the very fucking best, the best I can imagine is not seething with loathing at sure. every yeah. at every moment. I mean, yeah. I mean, really? I know. Yeah, I'm with. I'm with you. I'm, I'm. I'm in the same emotional bag. I. I. I know how I feel about that stuff, and I. I. I would, you know. I would be the type of person who I'm the type of guy who responds to shitty comments on Facebook for right. crying out loud. Well, you think I'm going to like not respond to somebody who does something horrible to me? Of course right. I will. Right. You know, I, I it's it's there's too much there that I would I, I, I just couldn't let it go. But, you know, I, I would think that um, I think for my own sanity, it would be better if I did. Because I just think it's I don't I think it's weird if you are so aggrieved, I think it's weird if you're so aggrieved. If somebody murders your kid or your wife, I mean, like the most important person in your world, and they murder that person, if you genuinely forgive them, like, that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. That seems like, it either seems dishonest, you know, I, I just, it, it seems either dishonest or or. Or somehow pathological in another way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. And then to make this girl the patron saint of chastity because she had the fucking good graces to die before being raped is so appallingly misogynistic. It's so awful. It's so awful. How do you bring your kids to go see these wax-covered bones and explain the story? I don't understand the fucking... I just don't get, like, the puppetry of the fucking skeletons that they do is it wait a minute there's puppetry no, involved? I'm saying because <laughs> now we go see that like yeah, no tingity 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 they're like we can a burning <laughs> and they like no. play it out like a punch and judy no show. they just stand her up against the wall and you get to throw all at her. <laughs> it's all or nothing really oh nicely done all right so let's get started we want to do this episode tom we set out a question yep. to the audience and the question was tell us about your past experiences with woo. Right. And so uh, what we're going to present is some of the calls, uh, people send in voicemails and such, some of those voicemails. And then we're also going to read several uh, several emails uh, that people sent in. So we're going to get started right away. Um, this is Bobby. And uh, Bobby uh, sent in a, a voice message to us. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Bobby from Central Illinois. And uh, I don't know if this counts as woo, but uh, growing up, I used to be scared shitless of um, the Ouija boards. My <laughs> parents used to fucking say they're not allowed in the house, and I just, it that stuff scared the shit out of me. So I don't know if that counts, but that's my contribution to the conversation. I also was terrified of Ouija boards as a kid. And right now, I have a Ouija board sitting on my dining room table. <laughs> Do you really? And, you know, I was looking at the Ouija board recently, right? So I flipped the Ouija board over. My wife did a video project with a Ouija board in it. And so she bought a Ouija board online uh, sure. from Amazon yeah. or whatever. They delivered it. She also bought a creepy doll and, like, some fucking fake holy water and a fucking candle. She bought a bunch of stuff, a bunch sure, of props. Right. Yeah. Two things. She also bought sage, like a bundle of sage. Yeah. 
she burned it in the in one oh, of the it scenes. Stinks it weird. smells so bad. Oh. It smells so bad. Yeah, it does. It smells like the Long Island medium. I mean, it, <laughs> it just smells. Uh, but uh, but the Ouija board, I flipped it over because the first thing I thought I was like, okay, when I was a kid, they build this shit as spirits. Now yeah. I never read a Ouija board when I was a kid, so I don't know. But I flipped this board over to see like what. How do you explain this, right? Yeah, How yeah. do you like? What's your pitch on the back of this board? I bet it explains the idiomotor effect. No, no, no it doesn't <laughs> even do that. It just says, "Ask it a question, and it, uh, wait for an answer, and it will it will give you an answer." It never tells you the method in which it does the things. Sure, yeah, which is clever. Yeah, from a marketing standpoint, sure. very clever because it lets it lets it lets the owner of the Ouija board fill in the blank. Sure, right? you get to decide which one it is. Right. Um, I love it. It's a Parker Brothers product. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a toy. And everybody's like, I was scared of them too when I was a kid. I had a babysitter who we drew one on a piece of cardboard. You had a babysitter that did the Ouija board with you? Yeah. I, didn't I tell you this? Exciting. I never told you this story. We had this, we had this crazy fucking babysitter. We were like, 12, 11 or 12. My dad was a single dad. The so. absolute worst age for this. Yeah. Right. And so, and we had this like, teenage babysitter who was like a senior in high school right yeah. and she just fucked with us constantly she was super crazy and she didn't last we had a lot of like super crazy babysitters i don't think my dad vetted them very well but like it was busy yeah was right? a single dad uh, whatever i'm not bla- i thought it was great fun so she helped us we watched this movie called witchboard <laughs> did you ever watch that movie did you ever watch that shit i may have seen witchboard <laughs> so we watched it we're like that's awesome and she's like, well, we can make a Ouija board right now. And so we got a piece of white oh, cardboard. with you, dude. And we drew one out with oh, markers and no. everything. And we made a planchette out of oh, cardboard. Yeah, like out of a mayonnaise lid or something. Yeah. <laughs> we made it out of the same yeah. cardboard. Okay. And then she would play it with us. And, like, she invented this. I, it was fucking her. She invented this character that lived in yeah. our house. And, like, it fucking was scary and shit. And, like, and then my brother got in on it because I was a gullible little shit. And so, like, she and I would be doing the Ouija board. My brother would go down and flip the fucking breakers. Oh, your brother is such a dick. And we, I was fucking terrified. She, we had made a whole thing about burning it and, oh. like, saying fucking words. And So when I was a kid, we did a Ouija board in this kid's garage, right? So this kid had a detached garage. So he had a house, yeah, this right. house that was on, a, like, the part of the hill that was on his in his lawn area up there in the front. Right. Then there was a driveway that went to the back of his property down this hill, and there was a garage down there. And uh, so we were, there's like four of us, and, and we wanted to do a seance. We were like, let's do a seance. Let's figure this out. So we started doing it. We started, you know, f- like playing. Yeah, I, right. I think we had a Ouija board or something like that. We might have had candles. There was something going on. And uh, we had one light on, and we had the candles or whatever. <laughs> this the lights go off during the middle of it and we hear banging on the outside. Like we also hear running around the outside and it sounded like, you know, when you're a kid, I remember one of the kids saying, it sounded like a hoof thing was out there. We freaked the fuck out. It was a fucking kid's dad and his fucking older brother came down <laughs> to fucking fuck with us when we were kids. It's scared awesome. the ever loving Christ out of it. We were That's so awesome. afraid. We just were like, what is that sound? And then the banging. They were both banging on both sure, sides. And they were right? fucking with us. It was – they were so mean. Dude, they Blair Witched you. Oh, they totally Blair Witched us. It was That's awesome. awesome. It was super awesome. I, I, I tell you a story about the office building where the dentist had sage burnt through the building. Oh, God. Yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. He paid overtime on a Sunday, double time, for the security guard to open the building and, and, and open the floor and turn off the uh, sprinkler system. Because they fired an employee and she had such bad energy that they bad had mojo, a, baby. They had someone come in oh, and do a fucking witchy terrible. witch and like it burn smells the terrible. Sage. I love sage in a fucking butter sauce in a fucking in a burning <laughs> form. Not a thing. Stinky, stinky. Oh god, it smells like a fucking hippie. <laughs> so the next one we got was from Randy, and so we're gonna play Randy's message. Hey Tom and Cecil, this is Randy from Florida. My woo that I was seriously into was the ancient astronauts thing. Seriously, seriously into that. <laughs> Wanted them to come down and get me because I knew that I didn't belong here on Earth. Used to stand out in my you, yard bro. and pray that they would come get me. I actually even went uh, and dug looking for a spaceship. Glory hole, guys. That's amazing. That is awesome. That is so great. 
Uh, you I got spaceships wrong though. You don't have to dig to get them. They're coming from the top. <laughs> they do. Down. They go yeah. through the stuff <laughs> that's up there. <laughs> Generally, yeah. No, I, I, I. Uh, the thing is, is like watch those ancient alien shows, and they're very convincing. Those sure. guys, they just spout off shit that isn't true. Right. That's They'll why say it's a bunch convincing. of stuff that's true, but they say it so convincingly. Right. That y- it's hard not to watch those and think. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, watch one of those yeah. shows. Sit down and watch a show with no internet or anything and watch what they have to say and listen to what they have to say and think, you know, there's a few things in there where they say there's nothing else that could be like this, yada, yada, right, yada. Right. Why are these things there? Whatever, et cetera. If you don't fact check it, if you can't fact if you, check it. If you it. don't fact check it and you also don't, you know, you take out other motivations because they talk about, you know, the fucking landing fucking we like, what the fuck do you need a landing strip for? <laughs> You're fucking ain't you fucking flew here. I love that you would fly here, make the landing strip, and, then land <laughs> and land. That's the best. Like, part. Wait, wait, what did they do the first time? Like they just the, like crash land. Show up. It's like, like fucking it's like uh, the like fucking they crash land and there's like a volleyball like Wilson hey, look, sitting around. <laughs> I like a good landing strip like the next Hey, guy. now. You know, of course. You to, yeah, as long yeah. as it doesn't have any dairy products on it, I'm with you, you too. You need some room to work. Yeah. Did you buy into the alien stuff when you were a kid? Did you believe in aliens? I don't know that I ever really did believe in aliens growing up. Um, I used to read the Whitley Stryber books, like Communion. I don't know if you ever read those or not. Um, they were like horror books that he wrote purporting them to be true accounts of his own experiences. Yeah. And so they straddled this weird line where they were fiction, but he was sort of pretending that they were nonfiction. And they were yeah. all about, you know, the grays coming down. Sure, like, yeah. All That's that all fucking, that gray stuff, yeah. yeah. And so I remember reading that shit and then being very confused. Like, is this, did this really, is this, this read, he's a horror writer. I've read his other horror novels, but he's saying this is true and he's writing it, you know, without blinking yeah. at the camera. He's got, yeah, he's yeah. got, yeah. I, I, I never throughout my I don't remember ever thinking that aliens were a thing. I remember seeing a couple things in the sky as a kid and as a as a young adult uh that I thought were spaceships or something. I thought, well, that's not anything I can explain. Um and then later on was able to explain. I remember specifically one time I was driving with a friend in the car and I saw this thing that looked like it was uh, you know, in the distance, but it looked like it was spinning like this. And I mm. thought, and and I'm moving, I'm, I, you can't see this, the audience can't <laughs> see this, but I'm moving my finger in a way that it looks like it's oblong sort of spin. It's like a spin almost like that, uh, that a, a Frisbee would do if it was off like a wobbly or something, frisbee, like yeah. a wobbly Frisbee or something. And so I saw it and my heart started racing immediately. Yeah. I saw it and I thought, oh my God. And then we got 50 yards closer and it was a stork. It was a stork. It was a stork flying, and the way it was moving with oh, its wings, yeah. it just it just had this weird look to it. But the way the sun hit and where yeah, we were, right. it, but it it it's I mean it stopped me. I'm driving. I said, "What the fuck is that?" And and the person looked. <laughs> and they said, "I don't know." And then we got a little closer. Like, oh, it's a fucking bird. A fucking bird. It's like yeah. a big fucking whatever the whatever the local long legged big long neck bird is. Yeah, whatever sure. crane or whatever the fucking whatever the fuck thing, thing. is. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading like the Project Blue book. I mean, I got into that alien Did you? shit for a little yeah, while. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I ever believed it. it, but I was real interested in it. So we want to play Matt's uh, voicemail. Matt left us a message. Matt is from the Atheism One Hundred and One podcast, and we will be on the Atheism One Hundred and One podcast very soon in the near future. We will indeed. Uh, so we're going to play Matt's uh, Matt's message. Hey guys, this is Matt from the Atheism One Hundred and One podcast. I'm going to tell you the quick version of how I became a skeptic. About 10 years ago, I was going through a particularly hard breakup, and I sort of lost my shit. I was already an atheist at this point, but my reasons were emotional ones. As proof that atheism doesn't guard against holding other ridiculous beliefs, I was the kind of person who really, really wanted magic to be true. With nothing else to do but mope around, I set out on my first skeptical endeavor. I systematically attempted to recreate any method I could find for using magic. Chants, postures, meditation, prayers, whatever. I did stop short of potions, though, to my credit. (laughs) After months of attempts, I had proven to myself that even though there might be someone out there who could do magic, I was not one of them. I then used the same research techniques to learn how the people who were doing this magic were faking it. And after that, fuck it, I started looking into religion. Eventually, I'd uncovered so much bullshit that my co-hosts and I had no choice but to start a podcast. 
This is a side note for any of your listeners who don't like your laughing. Why don't you come give us a try? We're two humorless <laughs> bastards, and you might just fit in perfectly. Anyway, glory hole, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I never really went for magic either. I don't remember doing that. Um, tarot? No, nah, tarot's tarot? different, I think. Yeah. Tarot's a little different. I did think tarot was a thing for a little while. But I didn't, I didn't think tarot was a magical thing. I thought tarot was a subconscious thing. You oh, look okay. at the cards, you shuffle like, the cards, what the fuck? What? and your brain subconsciously puts them in a position that will... Fucking well yeah. done, brain. So Yeah, I know. Fucking, That's awesome. Yeah, my brain's smarter than me, it turns out. I remember a friend of mine read my tarot. She was, like, into that shit. And she, she did a tarot reading, and I had known her for, like, 10 years. So, like, she knew me very well. And she read the tarot, tarot thing, and I thought, like... Wow, that's pretty insightful. And then I was like, well, well yeah, but she's known me for 10 years. Sure, like, how hard is it sure. to be insightful about somebody you've known for a decade? Yeah. Like, God, could you imagine the readings you can give to people? Right. You know, the amount of, you know, especially if you know someone's like uncomfortable in their job or right. you know, yeah, all those exactly. little things. Oh, they, you know, you're going to, uh, you know, if, if they did, if they wanted kids and they couldn't have kids, could you imagine the, you what know, you the could things do. you could yeah. do? Absolutely. You could wreak fucking havoc on yeah. their psyche with And the that thing shit. is, is like all those things are about getting to know the person, yeah. you know. So, Tom, uh, we got a message from Daryl. Why don't you read Daryl's message? He says, I'd asked our pastor, fundamentalist Mennonite cult, to carry a marriage proposal for me. Men in that cult must propose. Mennonite? Isn't that, isn't that a type of deodorant? Bye, <laughs> Mennonite. <laughs> Costanza. Men in that cult must propose via the pastors so they can vet the marriage. What? Do you have to do it via semaphore? Right. <laughs> and sign it at someone? You have to put it on the bat signal and send it up into a cloud. <laughs> you have to take your message, put it in a bottle, and hurl and it into the hurl it in hurl the ocean. It at your pastor. Yeah, he's just walking you by. Gotta, like, you got a clunk. You got to buy a kitten, tie it to a kitten's neck, and then set it free. <laughs> if it comes back, your love was meant to be. <laughs> you just tie it real tight so the kitten can't run real far. And when uh, at the at the wedding uh, they don't throw the bouquet they throw the kitten. They throw the kitten. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> several weeks later, as as I several weeks later, Jesus, as I was man. waiting for my answer, God, God, a fucking tension would be fucking oh, tragic. Awful. Here you are, desperately growing an enormous Mennonite beard, <laughs> waiting <laughs> weeks for someone to marry. Gee, I was waiting for my answer to come from the girl uh, via her pastor and mine. I had Chinese takeout with my parents and siblings. My fortune cookie read, Good news is coming from afar. An hour later, my pastor called me with the news that she had agreed to marry me. I'm sure this uh, insistence contributed to my staying in that cult for another nine years. That's fucking wow. Un it's, it, you know, that's the thing, though, right? right? Is that when you're seeking for an answer when you're looking for you know you have questions and you're just hoping that something happens if you pray during that hope you'll count the hits and forget the misses sure and you just forget all the misses plus you're 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 looking i don't i don't remember what it's called but it's that thing where it's like well if you look for the number 15 you find it everywhere yeah you like know? pattern seeking right you know? yeah. yeah it's so you know, of course, it's like I, my fucking fortune cookie said it. Well, that's how fortune cookies are written. Yeah. You All know? fortune cookies talk about something like that. You could right. basically take 10 fortunes and three of them would be similar. Right. We got a message from Carolyn, Tom, and uh, and Carolyn talks about some conspiracy stuff. She said, my dad believed in just about every crazy conspiracy theory there was. And I was young and impressionable and his daughter. So did I. He even told us that the government was trying to kill him for knowing too much. Then he died, mysteriously, at age 49. I was 14. That's sad. So for years, I believed that the government killed my dad, along with all the conspiracy theories he shared with me before he passed away. When I went off to university to discover the Internet, yes, I'm that old, I'd spend hours Googling my dad's name and come up with the craziest shit about him and how he was taken into questioning by the CIA and poisoned because he knew too much. When September the 11th happened, my first thought was that the Bush administration orchestrated it. Then a few years later, I met the woman my dad spent the majority of his time with during the last two years of life, and she was so overtly crazy, <laughs> she swore she knew she had been taken to Mars oh, no! 
as she woke up with red dirt in her bed. Wouldn't it be more plausible she was taken to Georgia? You know? <laughs> Look, I'll only believe she went to Mars if she wakes up with the fucking lander in her bed. <laughs> like, you wake up with the fucking rover in your bed? Fair right enough, enough, right? Like, you went to fucking you, Mars. You wake up and there's yeah. curiosity. Yeah. Right there. yeah, you're riding a, like, fucking urban cowboy. I'm with you. You know, I'm with you. Come up with a little fucking dirt in your bed? I need a little more substantial evidence than that, I think. It made me question everything my dad had said, and slowly I became a skeptic. Uh, funny enough, I had always been an atheist, even though my crazy dad was a Methodist preacher. Wow. That's, That's uh, tremendous. Did you ever believe in conspiracy theories? I don't think I can think of one that I believed in. I wasn't above them. I don't think I believed in one, though. Did you? Now, when we were so. in junior college, this is when we met years ago, um, we had a mutual friend, and he had a book of conspiracy theories. He had a book of the subgenius that he was giving around yeah, to people, I and I remember that. reading that. And then he had a book uh, on conspiracy theories. It was a graphic novel type book, like a big yeah, sort of comic right, book, illustrated, illustrated book, yeah. version of fucking conspiracies. And there's dozens of these conspiracies in there. And I started reading it, and it freaked me the fuck out at a, as an adult. And I was a full-on adult yeah, at that point. Right. I mean, I went to college late, so I was in my 20s, my early 20s at the time. And I remember reading this thing, and it freaked my shit out. I couldn't believe – I thought – I, I was just gullible. I yeah. just, I was just, I remember reading it and thinking, holy shit, this, this, this Martin Luther King killing thing, this is crazy. All these things that they've picked out, this JFK thing, this is crazy. Why haven't they released this information? Yada, yada, yeah. yada, all this stuff. And I remember really like freaking out about it. I don't remember, uh, those are the two main ones. What about the Masons? I think I believe the, the Masons. The Masons one too. There was like yeah. a Masons conspiracy that they controlled. They were like I didn't the really know what I believed about it. I just yeah. thought it was like, like, what are you people doing in there? Yeah, I was yeah, just curious. It's just like, a secret society. What's so it's like, going what on in there, guys? Do you guys have a throne? What's going on? <laughs> it's a fucking moose lodge, dude. Right, <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's fucking old guys want to drink together. It's, it's, right. You yeah, know? I know. Um, but I was real curious. Was me like, too. All these presidents were... Masons yeah, and all masons the fucking astronauts were masons and whatever. Whatever, dude. They were shit. also white males. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what I, I I definitely had some conspiracy thoughts uh though. And I I definitely uh growing up, I think, you know, I think that that, that stuff wasn't out of the realm of possibility. And I think early on, even into adult even into like late adulthood, until I started becoming a skeptic. I probably I was susceptible to him. Um, I I just thought I was, and I remember hearing about uh, this one doctor. This was later on after I was married. I heard about this doctor, and this doctor was uh, he was a doctor who was doing alternative therapies. And the person, the, the reason why he gained uh, he had some sort of credibility in this other person's eyes was that because he was uh, he was so dangerous, the AMA wanted to kill him. And I remember that was the oh, thing that God, they yeah. said. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, because this is a trusted person. And I thought, sure, geez, why would they want to do that? And then I thought, you know, it takes a while for you to get back to the source. You know, this is what happened with Carolyn. She trusted the source of her yeah. father. And you trust these sources in your life as like, wow, this person knows a lot about this stuff. This person is a trusted source. This is someone who I trust. And then you realize, well, where did you hear it from? Oh, and then suddenly everything starts to unravel. Oh, you heard it from him. Right. Well, fucking, where's your proof, bro? You got a proof that they, did they fucking, you know, get fucking Guido out to get like a lay a hit on you? Right. Where's right. your proof? Yeah. Instead, what we're doing is just trusting this person. And I just don't, I, and this is the, this is, you know, this classic skepticism. It's not that, it's not that I don't want to trust you. It's that I want to trust you after you've provided me with some evidence, evidence other than you yeah. saying this is a thing. Yeah. I guess I did believe in like the super left wing anti corporate kind of conspiracies for a while. Like I was pretty anti I don't know if they were conspiracy theories, but I sort of I sort of bought into that whole like hyper left wing um uh you know, anti corporate every corporation is evil, all corporations oh, are. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like math, a guy like, would vote for a Barack Obama or something. Yeah, or, some some yeah, like something a, like that. A Bernie you know? Sanders supporter. A green party yeah. kind of a guy, you know. <laughs> uh we got a message from Selena and Selena says, Years ago I was a pagan and my father wasn't wasn't wearing a helmet, was drinking, and as can be easily predicted, got into an accident on his quad. I performed one spell. 
And shortly after that, I got a phone call that the pressure in his brain went down. A while later, I performed another spell, which was followed by another phone call sometime after with another improvement. Therefore, magic. Magic. That's great. <laughs> I love that. I, I remember when my dog was sick, uh, I prayed. I remember praying really hard. My dog was dying and I was super sad and I wanted it. You know, I, I just wanted the dog to be better. So I remember crying and praying and uh, we took the dog to the vet. We didn't just fucking pray. Right. Sure, right. Yeah. Another thing. And the vet was skilled enough to bring the dog back from, you know, the brink, the right? brink. Yeah. And it was four or five days in his care. And the dog was a was the dog got better. Sure. And uh, I remember attributing that to God for a very long time. I remember doing that, and I could see where doing this with magic would be. Oh, absolutely, just as easy. right? Yeah, because yeah. it's mean, a wish, it's a genie thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. And you know the thing is, like, if your dad had passed, you would have blamed it on the drinking and the quad. Accident. Sure. Yeah. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't. You, know, you would have been like, my fucking spell didn't work. Jeez, I, I fucking asked. I asked. I, I totally did the spell wrong. <laughs> I wound up killing him. Yeah, that would be the other thing yeah. you might think. Is that right? Like, yeah. oh, I did the spell wrong, or I didn't fucking burn enough sage, or yeah. whatever. We got another message. This one is from Orlando. We're gonna play it. Hi guys, and Glory Hole. Thanks for the opportunity to tell this story. Long time ago, when I was a teenager. I used to deliver the newspaper, and I earned a couple of bucks like that, which allowed me to buy comic books, go to the movies, see concerts. And yet, uh, my mother visited a psychic. I don't know why. She was Catholic. <laughs> and this person told her that I was going to die in a bike accident. She saw my red candy apple shrink majestic bike destroyed by a vehicle. And my mom came home extremely upset, even crying, and she... Uh, told me that I was not to work anymore as a newspaper boy delivery guy. And, uh, well, that's it. Lost my income. Destroyed <laughs> by woo woo. There you go. Aww, Orlando. Feel bad for you, man. That sucks. Yeah, right? Like you're God, a kid, you got a fucking. It's like it's like your dad not letting you borrow the lawnmower to go cut other people's lawns. My dad would have done that shit. He'd been like, "What if my lawnmower breaks?" My dad wouldn't let me uh, get a driver's license because he's like, "Well, you can't. How are you going to learn to drive?" And I'm like, "Well, you can teach me in your car." And he's like, "I'm not letting you drive my car." And so I was like, "Oh, okay. I had to buy a car and learn on the car I bought. I bought a car without a license, and <laughs> I didn't know how to drive." <laughs> Isn't that illegal to buy a car without a license? I don't know. I bought it from a friend. Oh, there you go. From friends' yeah, parents, sure. you know. There you go. Yeah, and it was a stick, and I couldn't, I couldn't drive. I couldn't drive stick. But my dad would have done that shit. Figured that out. Yeah, he'd have been like, "Sounds a lot like your problem, son." What about prof prophecy? Was there any prophecy for you at all? No, I don't think I ever got into prophecy or knew any. I don't think I ever was exposed to that world. Yeah, no prophetic only... dreams or any of that stuff. And this, oh. in, this in particular is fortune telling, right? So that's prophetic yeah. in some way. Now, my my brother got into dream interpretation. I remember that. Like he would get like all into that, mm -hmm. and he would like he had the books where like the symbols meant this and that and the other thing. And I'd rather watch people masturbate. Uh, well, I'd rather, that. yeah. That's, that's really just it. Horrible. I mean, that's all. That's all that dream all interpretation is, right? is, in my opinion. I don't think yeah. that stuff has anything. I'll but watch. I a, I'll day. watch a movie. I'll watch a movie with a thing in it, and then have a dream about the exact same thing later on. It's just a different context, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I watched a movie with that in it." Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that. I don't think I ever. I, I did. I did think at one point that there were certain symbols in dreams that meant things and then i later read a science book that was like yeah it's almost certainly not the case it's just like random shit happening in your brain and it's just a your desperate in. attempt to make you know yeah. to, to make meaning out of nonsense and I'm it like, is oh. nonsense it's yeah. like my dreams are always nonsense right. once in a while they'll make sense but i think they only make sense in the sense that i tried to make sense of them yeah right you're yeah. you're putting the meaning there yeah. yeah we get a message from k in kentucky tom from some more woo uh, I've got an odd belief that stems from when I was a newborn. I was born with a layer of skin covering the opening from my stomach to my intestines. My parents still tell the story of me starving to death while what? awaiting surgery. What? What? That Wait, what? A terrible story. What a horrible thing. What a fucking asshole that little piece of skin is, Jeez, right? yeah. Like, that's a death sentence for, like, most of all of human history. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's like, yeah. I got a baby. Looks great. Don't know why. Doesn't get any bigger. Just dies for no reason. Oh, Jesus. You would have no idea why it yeah. happened. Yeah. You know, for sure. almost the entirety of human history. But my dad was a praying man. God heard his prayer and he healed me. 
the day before my surgery. Huh. Huh. Imagine. So the surgery still took place then I'm is what you're saying. It, did. it was it or was it the day before your surgery and poof, you were healed. You know, I would I would be more sympathetic to that argument if the doctor did the surgery was like, hey, totes no need for it now. Yeah, no, he opened the job and be like, huh? The skin flap's just gone. I totally thought there was a skin flap in here yeah, yesterday. Man, starving. I shouldn't be opening up newborns like this. <laughs> Willy nilly open flaps. newborns. Hang on a minute. Hey, your baby looks a little uh, peaking. Let's cut him open and see if there's a skin flap. <laughs> is there a skin flap in there? <laughs> but the best part is, since then, I was told if I ever lost my faith, God would do the same thing to my children. Isn't God great? That's so mean. So mean. Yeah, I was. T- that's why I never had kids because my mom said I would wind up like me. Yeah, so right. I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's not physically not enough yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, there's only so much resources on the planet. <laughs> right? Come on. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about sustainability here, right. mom. Sustainability. Like Eight billion people <laughs> or two Cecils. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this next message, this next recorded message is from Kyle. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Kyle from Fullerton, California. Uh, Not your major kind of woo, but I used to try and flick my quarters into the soda (laughs) machine because the thing is just so freaking unreliable at getting the coins to be accepted that I thought, oh, well, if... I throw the coin in a certain way that it'll make it work. Well, it doesn't. (laughs) The thing just sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. But I would spend minutes Uh, trying to flick the coin in certain ways to get Uh, my soda. And I have no, I no longer do that. (laughs) Anyways, glory hole, motherfuckers. Literal minutes on your soda. You know, Uh, I, 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 that's like fucking... Like, you ever get to an elevator and the fucking thing's pressed already? And somebody yeah. walks up and presses it, and then it's not there yet, so they press it, like, two right. or three more yeah. times. Like, like there's no combination of button presses that is going to get the elevator to you any faster than it's already on its way. Right. The elevator's like, wait, someone's in a hurry. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Everybody is like, <laughs> it's like a fucking, it suddenly turns into a ride at Great America if you press the proper key combination. Like, <laughs> you know. Related to Kyle's story, I used to believe the old fucking apocryphal canard that you could take the slugs that you would find in construction sites, you know, like the electric box slugs, and use them as quarters and get candy. And they don't work. Like, did you ever try that? No, never. Although, when I was in high school, a kid uh, wound up uh, taking a long piece of scotch tape and he put it on a dollar bill. And I remember he would load it into the into the pop machine that we had at, at, at and he would as it would get to the very end, he would pull it out. <laughs> and then the thing would be like, you have a dollar <laughs> and he would press it and he would just look for kids to give soda away so he could take the change from the soda. Ah. So he would take the the change, the leftover change, which was like, I want to say soda back then. <laughs> I'm going to date myself. Soda back then. <laughs> I think was 50 cents. Sure. So it was a 50 cent soda, 12 ounce can. And then he would pull the 50 cents and then he would say, who wants the soda? And he would just, I remember walking by almost every day in like fourth period, having a free soda because he would just, because he was just giving them away at that point. I remember, (laughs) I remember the soda machines didn't used to have the little tray. And I would reach my arm up no there shit. and just yank the sodas oh, out of the little go. clamps. There you go. I saw a kid. Uh, I was at Chicago Park District, and I yeah. remember I saw this kid, his fucking arm up the machine's ass, and he just plunks a soda out. I was like, well, I need to learn to do that you right now. You can do that. And if you do it wrong, like you break the can and like you get fucking root beer and fucking shit all over you, but you're a kid. Well, so it's trial and error. Yeah. yeah. You'll figure it out. Right. Or you'll lose an arm. <laughs> Tom, we got a message from Mike. Mike says, when I was around 18, I called myself a seeker. I did a lot of meditating, introspection, mental gymnastics, read about religion, and mostly alternative religions, because I got my fill of the Bible and traditional religion from my Catholic upbringing, catechism, communion, and confirmation. I found Echinar, which is a sort of conglomeration of Eastern religions, astral projection, and general woo. It sounds like a character in Dungeons and Dragons. I know, right? Like, you're, going, you're going to see the Prince of Echinar. Yeah. <laughs> 
I always held some doubt, but I waited in. I read some of their books, and a few friends and I were into it for a year or two. I love that you can always get your friends into your stupid shit. Oh, yeah, shit. absolutely. Yeah. Like, hey, Grant, have you heard about Ekinar? <laughs> you guys want to join my guild? <laughs> my guild, my guild, my guild. The astral projection stuff was pretty neat. It's basically just exploring your imagination, in my opinion. There were two things that made it personal for me. The day I was born was at the day that the living embodiment of God and their belief, Paul Twitchell, was given the rod of Ek power. Oh, God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is amazing. Shut the fuck the up. The rod of Ek power. Paul, hold on. Paul the Twitchell God has the is rod of Paul Ek power. Twitchell? Uh, Paul Twitchell? Paul Twitchell? What the fuck? The first thing I would do with all my godlike powers is change my last name (laughs) to like Ryan Force or something. You know, (laughs) major power. (laughs) Whatever you are, sunny presence. Whatever your name is, right? Something other than Paul Twitchell. (laughs) Then, when a friend was in an accident and in a coma for eight months, I spoke Ek mantras into her ear with the intent to guide her to someone who could help her. And a couple of days later, she came out of it. Ek mantras, isn't that from that holy grail where like, Eki, saying. <laughs> Trippy, since I heard most people don't wake up after being in a coma that long. I don't buy any of this stuff, although I think Ek is as valid as any other religion, which is to say not. <laughs> I seeked, and although it took me a long time, I found the truth. Um, so thanks for your help, my way path to reality. That's so. really interesting. Yeah, the Eastern stuff, I remember after I dropped Christianity, because I thought, well, that's kind of absurd. Right. Uh, I immediately, and I think this is a path a lot of people face, yep. mm-hmm. I immediately started reading Buddhist stuff. And the Tao Te Ching, I read that. I read read the Buddhist stuff. I read the, uh, I think I read something from the Hindu, the Dharmapada maybe I read. I don't know if that's Buddhist or Hindu. I don't remember. In I think the case, Bhagavad Gita is the Hindu one, right? That sounds delicious. <laughs> God, that sounds like... That sounds good. Man, God, I'm hungry for Indian food now. I'm hungry for literal Indians, actually. Yeah, I'll just eat the whole I'll eat them while he's cooking. Sure, yeah. <laughs> At this point, I would I would eat a cow in India. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, I so, want to make Indian food and replace the chicken or whatever with beef and the just chicken. see how it works. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, but I remember, I remember reading that stuff though, right afterwards, because I thought, well, this stuff isn't real, but I need a thing. Yeah. Right. And so I looked for something and again, I, I, I came out of my phase with that stuff real fast though. I remember thinking in a comparative religions class that it was kind of like a choose your own adventure. Like you had to come out of it choosing one, like that one of these has to be Yeah. right. You know? And then I was like, I don't, but I don't think any of these are right. None of this works. Yeah. So we got a message from Mikhail. Did I say that right? I believe you pronounced Mikhail. that. Yeah, Is that perfect. Yeah. He said that with a nice Jewish. <laughs> um, he says, uh, when I was little, my family and I were moderately religious. My mother, who also casually believes in some softcore woo, used to listen to some astrologer who was on the radio every Friday. One Friday, when I was about six years old, my underdeveloped skeptic sense tingled, and I asked her, Mom, isn't astrology bullshit? You got away with saying bullshit, bullshit at six, six years old? Man. I got my fucking mouth washed out for saying cocksucker <laughs> at five, so. Uh, you weren't uh, raised by a swear. God damn. I wish I could have said, hey, Mom, are you a fuckwit? I wish I could have said that <laughs> at that age, but I never had the opportunity. So uh, Mikhail says, uh, Mom, isn't astrology bullshit? And she answered, usually yes, but this one isn't. She's actually pretty good. <laughs> I think that's pretty great. I, you know, I think that there are people who give. There's people who make concessions for certain types of that particular thing. They don't think that this thing's real, but they think that this person who yeah, does that right. thing is yep. real. So maybe they might not believe in all of the uh, the ghost talker to people. The right. fucking whatever. Well, I don't even know what they, what do they call those the, people. They the call psychics them ghost talker dudes. Ghost talker dudes. <laughs> those people. You know, they might, but they might think Sylvia Brown's a person. That's, sure. Uh, yeah, you know, right. currently I a don't ghost. believe she's a person. She's currently a ghost. <laughs> but, you know, that, or Edward Snowden. What was that guy's name? Edward Snowden. <laughs> that guy's name. <laughs> what was his name? It was John, John Edwards. Edwards. That's it. Edward John, Snowden. Actually, it might not be John. It might be John Edward. I think we've done this in the past where we mess up because there is a guy by the name of 
Edwards who was running for president. Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. Edward, I think, is I the know. guy. We it's got yelled guy, at for it before. It, what was the name of his show? Like Crossing the Line or Crossing Walking Over. The line crossing or, Over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Walking the Line. Yeah, it was a Johnny Cash Johnny show. Johnny Cash, the <laughs> psychic. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm just back from the Ring of Fire. <laughs> how, how high is the water, mama? <laughs> Now, this is from Michael, and Michael sent in a, a message, too. He says, when I was young, uh, my parents were convinced, and probably still are to this day, that Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards were demons. Literally, when kids play with Pokemon, <laughs> my parents believed that they were playing with demon cards and that the cards had demons in them. Uh, demons in them? Yeah, like squishy little <laughs> flat demons. Like tiny little, little demons. Shuffleable. <laughs> <laughs> I was homeschooled, so it was easy for them to keep us away from the cards, but I still had friends who had them because when I was eight, everyone had those damn things. Tell you what, I got an eight-year-old, everyone already has those damn things still. Uh, One day, my friend taught me how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! and gave me some cards. My mom went through my bag and found my new Yu-Gi-Oh! cards and confronted me about it. When she didn't buy the I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> oh, God, I've I done that. that so many times as a kid. It's not mine. It's my friend's. Oh, Dad, those aren't my cigarettes. <laughs> it's, it's not my girlfriend's pregnancy test. <laughs> She's holding it for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> She's holding it for the dry cleaners. Oh, no. I remember crying my little eight-year-old eyes out because I truly believed that I had brought demons into our house and played with them, and my mom wanted to pray over me. Oh, my God. That's traumatic. That is actually. fucking serious. That's traumatic. traumatic. That's some yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um. I. I. I remember not cards, but I do remember the metal backlash that was back then. Yeah. Specifically, Judas Priest and uh, Ozzy got back a bunch of those yeah. people, and they talked about bask back masking in the songs, which oh is so. As an adult looking on that now, it's, it's like watching it's like watching the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. And when you were a kid, you 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 basically pissed your bed. You were so afraid, right. and you watch it now, and you look, and you're like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what it was I? What was I thinking? That was a fucking rubber head. That is the rubberest head I've ever seen in my entire life. It's the same thing with this back masking. You listen to the back masking, and you're like, "Are we fucking serious? Are we really doing this?" They sure <laughs> and you're like that and they and then they say oh do you hear he said god god hates you and G- and satan loves you and you're like no it sounds like, no, said, like Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-
That's brilliant, actually. That's, that's, what a gambit. Yeah, yeah. The only, I mean, of course, the only thing that I can say that that might be the tiny downside is that you're not teaching them to think critically. But I think at that age, I, I personally think you have to come into thinking critically on your own. I think that's one of the things that, you know, that makes it work. You can't just have someone tell you, you need to think critically, and then you do. Oh, you I know. Say, yeah, why didn't you mention yeah, that why, before? Somebody, why didn't somebody say this earlier? Right. You got to you got to fall into it. So, you know, while not you, it's hard to teach people how to think critically, they have to sort of I think they have to come to it. So uh, so but I think in in replacing that. Right. This is a good way to do it. Sure. It's a good way to, to get them down that path. And I think that this is touching on something we mentioned earlier, which is, you know, the finding of patterns and, and that sort of thing. Yep. That's that's something real common. Next voice message is from Katie. Hi there, you guys. Um, so this is for your Woo show. Um, my life has pretty much been defined by Woo. Um, I was homeschooled and very like isolated in my childhood. Um, we did not go to doctors. I was actually taken away from my parents. Holy shit. Um, the state took us away because um, they were withholding medical care for from Jesus, us. That's awful. Um, we were taken away for not a, a significantly long period of time, but um, we were taken away. Um, the whole thing, dousing, Reiki, healing crystals, chiropractic. Um, I've never been vaccinated, and uh, my parents were anti-vaxxers like before the internet. <laughs> so before it was cool. um, they were That's anti-vaxxers OG. before. Yeah. That was cool. Even they were like trailblazers. <laughs> um, so, but the one woo thing that I actually still like do is chiropractic. Right. Um, I also live in Chicago. You probably know the uh, chain that I go to, and it really does seem to help with like headaches and back pain and neck pain. Um, I definitely don't believe that it helps with like diabetes. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely not good for the diabetes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Wilford Brimley will still have his fucking foot sawn off. Let me tell you, crack that motherfucker's back as much as you want. His foot is still coming off. We're still taking your foot, Wilford. We're still taking your foot. I don't care how many times you crack your neck. But I'm limber as a son of a bitch. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been we've been on chiropractic before, but I think what we get on chiropractic about is specific. Specifically, the people who do the, you know, hey, you need to get your back cracked because because um, of this, we, you know, like you said, diabetes or your fucking your, allergies yeah, your, or kidneys cancer or, whatever, or my kidneys yeah. aren't fucking functioning correctly or I have cancer or whatever. Right. Those are the people. But I had a friend recently, a friend uh, uh, that I, I, I know is a very smart person. Uh, recently just tried chiropractic. Now he went over to Europe and had a, a very difficult vacation because he had a, he was back was hurting the whole time, came back, had some chiropractic stuff done and his back is better than it has been in years. And so, you know, there is something to be said about sort of lower back pain and possibly neck pain and maybe even headaches uh, based on chiropractic. But once you start getting past that simple realm of those, you know, very connected pieces to the back, all the data starts falling apart. This one's interesting, Tom. This is from Lisa talking about some hippy-dippy stuff. She says, I was one of those hippy-dippy herbal organic mothers in sandals. My kids wore non-gendered clothes, amber necklaces, and cloth nappies. And we never ate shop-bought bread. I believe in all the associated woo that goes along with inclusion in my subculture. The list of things that I believed were toxic was pages long and included many previously useful household items, which were subsequently removed. Sometimes my anxieties helped me to make more thoughtful, considered choices for my family. Some of these choices turned out well. My son was breastfed until he was four. I carried my children in slings and pouches. We co-slept in, <laughs> in a family bed. We also ate a lot of homemade hummus with carrot sticks. But sometimes the fear that resulted in those choices had negative impacts. For example, since fluoride is, air quotes, a toxin... We used only the non-fluoride toothpaste from the health food store, and we only drank filtered, unfluoridated water. I was forced to reconsider the wisdom of this when my toddler needed extensive dental work to put four silver crowns and four caps on his rotten baby teeth. He had to have a generic anest- general anesthetic, not a generic anesthetic. A generic anesthetic. We don't spend a lot of money on an anesthetic in this house. Kirkland brand anesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he had to have a general uh, anesthetic, and now every time he laughs, his mouth full of silver is on full public display. This makes him look like a small rapper. He's got a grill. Good for him. Uh, it makes uh, me look like one of those deadbeat mothers who most likely gives their kid a happy meal every day along with a baby bottle full of Coke. I feel very bitter about this. <laughs> it's interesting that uh, the the uh, the the woo here is that uh, alternative medicine and or new age ideas. Right. right. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these ideas are very di- like I don't think that they're terribly countercultural. You know, breastfeeding is, I think, in vogue now, isn't it? I think. I, yeah. I mean, like our family. Like, it's funny because I read this and I was like, oh, man, we're pretty hippy dippy by this because like. You know, we like my wife breastfeeds our kids, and uh, well, kid, not the eight year old. Yeah, that'd the eight year old just has weird. Yeah, that's sort he's of like pushing his brother out of there because he's the runt. He's <laughs> pushing him out. <laughs> get out of the get nest. out of here, buddy. And like, I'll carry the fucking kid in a slinger, oh, whatever, because yeah, it saves my back. Absolutely. And you know? think about it this way: if you're ever rushed by a gunman, it's like a bulletproof vest. There you, you go. Know what I mean? not, well, maybe not bulletproof, yeah, but at no, least it slows, it, slows it, down. it down a little. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. This is interesting though. That's a that's a that's a level of woo that I just missed. The alternative medicine, uh, alternative therapy sort of thing is something that I probably could have if I didn't get into skepticism. Could have really hit hard. All that hippie stuff. I never, I never yeah. got into it though. I was close. Yeah, I think I was. But that I knew detox a lot of those shit people. and stuff. That I never got into it, but I was close. Yeah. Jack sent in a voicemail. Hey, this is Jack from Milwaukee. I have a woo story. A member of our family went through several wristwatches and broke that broke, and she realized the reason was because the iron in her blood created a magnetic field that stopped it. What? Either by shorting out the battery what? or bending sure. the metal gears or something. Bend the metal. <laughs> bend the metal. What are you, how strong that, are the fucking... How the fuck did you gotta, bend the metal? Like, like, what are you, Magneto? <laughs> what the fuck what? <laughs> are you kidding? Magneto? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to buy Magneto a watch. He can't take it off. You gotta get him a carbon fiber watch. That's the key. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. And that got her interested in (laughs) magnets. And she explained to me that wearing (laughs) magnets on your body could heal people uh, on the same principle. The same principle as it breaks your watch? (laughs) So, wait a minute. I got a cold. And you're like, well, maybe if I break my watch with magnets, then I won't have a cold anymore. Oh, it's better now. (laughs) Because it flings the blood into all the nooks and crannies of your circulatory system. What I love about my circulatory system is that I can spread <laughs> butter on it, and it's delicious. It's a, All those nooks and crannies get filled with cholesterol. A, oh, man. As a fat man, I am made mostly of English muffins. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and all the English people are like, what's an English muffin? <laughs> we just call them muffins. <laughs> and speeds up the healing process. So I put magnets into my shoes. I had a... <laughs> back massager and wore a magnetic bracelet although i didn't get the bracelet near my watch because i knew that would screw everything up and i did this for three years and um i know that this worked for ozzy osbourne because he was cured and healed in the great magnetic field Oh, I like that it ended in song. Uh, that I was think terrific. That's worthwhile. Uh, yeah. That that is not a thing. Magnets, how do they work? I never got into that. My so. dad thinks that he can only have wear certain wristwatches from certain companies because his body breaks. They like don't run right or oh. whatever. And then my brother thinks the same thing because that's what my dad thinks. Your brother's a fucking idiot. Though. I know he is, so, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I no, know. and that's you know that's just genetics, but really, it's, wow. <laughs> I know. So we're going to wrap up the show with a message from Sari. Hey, guys, this is Sari from Australia. So my woo story is um, when I was a teenager, I got sucked in pretty heavily into evangelical Christianity, Uh, went along to a Benny Hinn revival meeting where he pulled me up on stage and told me that um, through the power of Jesus, he had healed me. Um, I was suffering pretty badly um, 
I have ulcerative colitis. And, of course, you know, being a gullible young teenager, I believed him. Um, he actually specifically told me that to prove my faith, I had to stop taking my medication. So I did it, stopped taking my medication, didn't tell anyone, obviously. Um, ended up violently ill, um, in hospital, needing a lot of surgery and with a lot of damage to my body that I still suffer from today. So, yeah, that's my run-in with Wu. It's terrible. So thanks, Benny Hinn. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Glory hole. Thanks, guys. Wow, what a fucking twat, huh? That shit is not uh, that's, harmless. Yeah, that's not harmless you know, at all, man. It's not, it's that's not, not silly little... Yeah. No, it's not... Yeah, it's not I fucking got a crystal and I rubbed it on my fucking ankles or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not magnets make my watch go bendy. You know, the other thing, too, is with a lot of those, you know, I got fucking magnets in my thing or whatever, I don't know how long they're delaying treatment, right? This is a clear delaying of treatment. This is clearly saying don't do your treatment. Yeah, it's actively it's, telling it's her. telling Stop. her not to. So right. this is a different – this is a different kind of evil. Right. Um. It's very directed. It is. I, you know, I, I, I don't know how often they, 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 they lure you away from the actual thing. I know that in, in a lot of cases they do the prayer and medicine. Right? Yeah, right. You know, that's a thing. Yeah, because prayer that way, medicine. when the medicine works, you they can, can blame the prayer. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's, that's that's just a horrible it's story. Terrible. Sorry, sorry. Well, that's the show for this week. We uh, were thank everybody who sent uh, messages or called in. We did get a lot of repeat stories, uh, people that wound up sending in a lot of the same stuff. Um, so if you didn't read yours, we apologize. Uh, but we uh, we had to trim it down some. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent in voice messages and to all the people who wrote. Uh, you're the reason why this show even happened. I thought this was great fun. So thanks, everybody. Fun. We appreciate all the participation. We appreciate, appreciate all the participation. So uh, this is a short show this week. Uh, so the email section was the entire show. <laughs> so we're going to skip the email section and uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>